0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the East Anglian Elliot Friedman, Will Everett. Well, it's only been 10 days since we did a show, but it feels like it's been about six months. How are you doing?
1: It's, uh, it's been a lifetime, Dan. I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> ridiculous. I, I feel like comparing me to, to Friege is a little bit um, overstated. Egregious. egregious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely egregious Friege comparisons. Yeah. As, as I, I can't even get inside information on people within my own social circles, let alone <laughs> NHL GMs and agents and and the such and the like.
0: Fair enough. I believe but
1: I, I appreciate the comparison. No, that's fine. That's fine. I believe you have a question. I do, I do have a question, Dan. Um, my question for you revolves around reputation. As Is this very much a reputation league? It um, is. The NHL. It's a reputation-based life, but that's a, that's a bigger question than we can answer on on such a day. So my question for you is, isn't NHL reputation more reliant on your success or your failures?
0: This is a really loaded question because I still, I still think it's the most reliant on success. And I base that off the fact that people who haven't won a cup, even if they're really good at their job, still get more grief than those who've won cups and become bad at their job. Unless they're incredibly okay. bad. And my two...
1: I you mentioned... S- okay, okay, go on, go oh, on. Go okay, on, go yeah.
0: on. You, mentioned, you mentioned to me somebody when we talked about this on WhatsApp a few days ago, Joe Thornton, who is widely regarded as probably the best passer of his generation for sure. An unbelievable player. Just racked up all the points. Played in a billion games. Just a quintessential hockey player. Everything you could ever want. And then I thought about David Poyle. Who still gets the... He's the most winningest GM in history. And you're always going to get... Yeah, but he's not one a cup though, is he? And it still comes back to that. And it was a thing with Ovi. And I know it became a joke with Ovi. That... He's he's you know he scores all the goals and he's unstoppable and somehow he always finds that shot on the power play and you can never stop it and we all know it's coming but he's not won a cup has he and it did become a bit of a joke that whole he's not won a cup thing but there were still people who ardently like ardently believed it that he, until he wins a cup that's it you can't really say anything but I believe you disagree by what you've just started to say
1: I don't. I, I disagree with your point about um you know success without without the ultimate success, so shall we say, a la Joe Thornton and Mar- Marcel Dion, you know, players of that yeah. sort of David Poyle again. I'm gonna throw Ken Holland back at you. Peter Chiarelli, even would be <laughs> would be quite an appropriate person to mention in this uh in this scenario. Uh both having one cups um, in, in recent memory, in recent memory, hell, Ken Holland won a bunch, a bunch of cups. Some yeah. say a fuck ton of cups. But does Ken Holland have a good reputation nowadays?
0: He doesn't. But do you know what happens it, when you talk about Ken Holland? And I heard this when people talking about Chiarelli, who we will talk about later as I hold back the tears. It was still mentioned when they were talking about Chiarelli. I mean, he came from Boston where he won a cup. I heard that exact phrase that exact phrase and i thought that what are we doing what are we doing that still gets mentioned you can have all the fucking clips of the tyler sagan trade you can have all the sound bites of him trading away taylor hall <laughs> all the funny pictures of him shrugging his shoulders going oh i don't know like that it was still said yeah but you know he came from boston and he did win a cup in boston it's the ultimate fallback it's the ultimate fallback it's the it's the fucking patrick warcrow isn't it well, I can't hear it because I've got my two Stanley Cup rings plugging my ears. It's all that shit. And the same with Ken Holland. Ken Ken Holland could do. Ken Holland could be the worst GM for the next twenty years, and he'll still go. Yeah, but I've won. I won four cups. I won, you know, three cups as a GM. I, I did that. Who else has done that? None. People have done that, have they? It's the ultimate fallback. He's the ultimate fuck you. That's why I think that.
1: But then, how how long can the failure go on for? Um... But like, so. All right, all right. I think there is some level of merit in not winning a cup because the <laughs> expectation is it. Hear me out. I would argue that such players such a who hipster. don't win the cups a, a are better hipster. than the ones
0: who do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hockey hipster. I don't want to win a cup. Everyone has cups. You want
1: a cup? because they overrated. It. Yeah, I want to miss the playoffs every year. Um, <laughs> I'm more about the All Star Game. Take. Roberto Luongo, Yep. but it's 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 comparing apples to oranges a little bit. Say, um, fuck it, I won't even do. I was going to do um, Luongo to Holland or Luongo to Tierney. Roberto Luongo compared to Mike Richards, okay. Roberto Luongo, say he retires today, this year, whatever. He retires without winning a cup. Mike Richards um, has retired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Retired to a wonderful cocaine den, somewhere south of the border. <laughs> Who's walking away with a better reputation in uh, as a player? I, I think there's, I think there's merit to say that Luongo, because I agree, extent, I agree, I agree. But
0: if the Luongo wins a cup, people are going to just it's going to put him over the top with people, and I think because he didn't all people, people the first thing if you say to people what he said this himself on, when he, he was on 31 Thoughts and they said to him what do you think of the most in your career and he said well I, th- I think about the Stanley Cup that's the thing that everyone knows me for and I just think that you're, you, you look back on Luongo's career and the first thing that's going to come to your mind is did he, did he blow those games because they when they lost they really lost those games it wasn't every game was a 2-1 or a 1-0 or a 3-2 so i i think i think i think if he wins a cup it just for people just puts him over the edge i still think it's it's the ultimate goal and i think this this i agree what you're saying to a point there's clearly players who've won say two or three cups that other players are clearly better than who's never won a cup
1: And and their reputation has been tarnished by. So, take if we can just go back to those Kings teams again, Dustin Brown. Yeah. While, you know, 2012 and 2014 to a lesser extent, absolutely dominant player, power forward, fantastic. You know, anyone would kill to have Dustin Brown on their team. But he fell off a cliff like nobody's business. Like, absolutely nobody's business. Even in spite of his resurgent season last year, I think Dustin Brown's going to be more remembered for being, you know, having an inflated contract and not being all that effective.
0: See, so now I so now. I think it becomes a question of time. I think he is at the moment because that's what's happening. But in 10 years, all people are going to say is, he won two Cups.
1: People I, I think him. that's the thing. Yeah, I like, think it's a question while, of time. While we're living in the moment, while like while a player's current, it's, yeah, you, you're more aware of the minutia, like, you know, what sort of season he had a couple of years ago, how well he's doing and all that. But when you get ten, fifteen years down the line, and a player is summed up by his Wikipedia page, by his hockey DB page, which it is now, yeah, yeah, it's it's just going to be two-time Standing Cup champion, whatever. Yeah, whatever it's it a graph.
0: Be. It's a graph. If there's time down one side, success, failure, a lot, like underneath, and then the line, this is sort of wavy, and then the longer it goes, the more it just goes success, 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 like that. Because that's all. And the the sound bites. <clears throat> we live in a sound bite age, don't we? And the sound bites are from people who've won a cup or multiple cups. Hey, yeah, you won two cups, and, and that's it. That's all. That's you know. I think we got to the bottom of that, didn't we?
1: Oh, just about, sort of. <laughs> in, in our own roundabout, not quite agreeing sort of way.
0: Kind of, yeah. But you can't always agree, can you?
1: That's the beauty of life, isn't it? That's true. One thing we can agree on. Should we start the show? Absolutely.
0: it's that time of the week. It is the Smooth Recap. Being a non-drinker, I hate Guinness. Someone who doesn't know is Alexander Ovechkin. But not the alcoholic kind, no. I mean the record-breaking book of the same name, as he ties Sergei Fedorov for most NHL career points
1: by a Russian-born player. It was all happening in San Jose this week, beginning with a buzzer-beating 6-on-5 game tying goal from Evander Kane leading to a 7-6 Sharks win in overtime. Music news now, and the collaboration
0: between rap superstars and ice hockey brings us NHL Cool J, as he sings Don't Call It A Come (laughs) Back, bringing to attention this season has seen the most come from behind
1: victories, with 338 so far. A great week for celebrating in Edmonton, though not always with sincerity, as the Oilers faithful let out a sarcastic holler once the team notched their first shot on goal against Carolina, 10 minutes into the game. Happy birthday to me, and a happy anniversary,
0: on the 22nd of January, to the 3-3-4 club, when in 1987 334 fans braved a snowstorm to watch the new Dizzy Devils play the Calgary Flames. Ironically, Devils fans are braving a different kind of storm this
1: season, a shitstorm. Somewhat contradicting Edmonton's offensive woes was Pekka Rine's choice quote on the league's falling save percentages. The Finnish goaler claims his comrades' woes are because the players are goddamn too good. Mika Zabinijad became only the second player in the New York Hockey Rangers'
0: 93 year history to score three game winning goals in a row. Nothing rhymes as Zabinijad,
1: so I don't have a joke. NBC preeminently announced record low ratings for the 2020 Winter Classic between Dallas and Nashville. As we all know, being a parent can be tough, especially when it comes to organising children's parties.
0: All they want is cake and soft drinks. Luckily for me, I have a Finnish friend who plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, and he said he can get me a large lion on a
1: huge amount of coke. Finally, Sam Gerard is proving to be a lovely young man having recorded over a 1,000 minutes this year without taking a single penalty. Come on, Sam. And that was a smooth recap.
0: All right, then. Who's winning the Cup this week, Will? Everyone.
1: Everyone's already won the Cup, Dan. <laughs> every, every, you know, you, me, any other fan, the media, um, probably not the other GMs in the league and the coaches, unfortunately. But yeah, if you're outside of the league's actual employment, you have won. Um, I, I don't need to say why because I feel like we're going to touch on that a little bit, um, a little bit later.
0: Fair enough. Uh, along the same kind of lines, I believe the New York Islanders are winning the cup because everyone claims mm-hmm. that Peter Pietrilli can't build a cup-winning team, but he has built a cup-winning team. It wasn't his own, but the New York Islanders. Look what he did for that team: Johnny Boychuk, Matt Bazel, Anthony Beauvillier, Jordan eberly That they're all there because of the genius of the Teflon Don. You know who 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 are we to argue with that?
1: See, I I like that joke. <laughs> yeah, I I, I would but... like that joke if like most of those players were better. that like Matt <laughs> Barzell, I will give you that for like if if that was your core, if that was, if that was your absolute core, Matt Barzell, Jordan everlay Johnny Boychuck, your fucking number one team man, and and Anthony Buvelli. Fantastic players. I'd, I'd love to have all of them on the stars, but Christ Whitey. Hey, but dude,
0: they're, they're top. Like, they're top of the Metro. What can you say? He, at the moment, he's building a cup-winning team. It's, <laughs> it's, it's right there. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: Maybe they'll hire him on as an advisor.
0: <laughs> they should hire him as an advisor and then get him to make trades for other teams because somehow it just comes back to the Islanders benefiting it.
1: And like, right, Pete, we've... Um... You know, we're we've got an offer for this player. We've got a, we've got an offer for for Ryan Pullock. Um, you know Carolina <laughs> are offering us that. Would you reckon? Well, if I was a Carolina GM, I'd definitely do it. Right, <laughs> call him up and say yes, yes, take it Can, quick. Get Don on on the phone. <laughs> All right, what like the opposite of a of a um of of Michael McCurdy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's five times a year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's getting relegated.
1: I just don't know Dan. I can't think of a single team, person or you know anyone related to the NHL that's worth relegating out of the league this year this week. This is it's your just, this just is no your idea west, unfortunately.
0: This is your west coast bias on show because I've got I've got an obvious one. I have on. I have the the Washington Capitals 7 game losing streak, 36 goals no conceded in no 7 games. You mentioned they should have beaten the Sharks, conceded a literal last second goal. The players are all still drunk, apparently. And Ovi, Ovi now, is so old, he needs maintenance weeks. <laughs> what kind of lazy hockey player misses a game because he's tired? That club is a shambles. What about doing it for the boys? Fucking... What about the crest on the front, not the name on the back? What does he care about? Oh, I'm tired, I've got a baby. You know what, Ovi? I used to go to work early so I could sit on the toilet at work, set my alarm, and go to sleep. Because I was knackered. And I still went to work. So get to work.
1: You did sleep. not sleep on the bog at work, did you? I absolutely did sleep on the bog at work. Mate, how can you sleep on
0: a toilet? What's wrong with you? Easy. Because I just had a baby, Will. <laughs> I just I would have slept in the road if I could have just been away from my kid for 10 minutes just to sleep. I would go to work. I'd, I was... right, I'd get to work at about 10 past 8. I would set my alarm for half 8. Because I had to be in work at about twenty-five to nine, twenty to nine. I'd go to the toilets, and luckily it was self-contained, so it was just one toilet. If that makes sense, it wasn't a row of stalls or anything like that. Yeah. So I would set my alarm, lock the door, and I would turn around on the toilet and face the other way, and then rest my, put my hands down on the on the top of the system thing, and then put my head down, and I would go to sleep immediately. I was so tired.
1: Right. <laughs> That's um that's hardcore like I, I was fortunately because um, we we moved up to Norwich um maybe two weeks before before Luna was born yeah so I I just thought fuck it I just won't bother getting a job straight away we've got a bit of savings so oh we're living with our parents we don't need any money like yeah there you go I was back to work after so two I, weeks <laughs> I, was, I was just on I was unemployed for like three months it was perfect god I hate you <laughs> so much I was so tired <laughs> And, and as you well know, like you don't need to spend money when you've just got a baby because you're not fucking doing anything. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do anything. I, I I just remember like being awake all night, and then Grace's mother-in-law coming into our room at about like half six or seven, and I was just going to sleep until like ten, and then waking oh, up like God, right. almost I again.
0: Hate you so much. I couldn't even do that thing where where if the if the woman breastfeeds that the man can kind of go, well, I can't get up because clearly the baby wants food and I don't have any food. No, we bottle-fed Georgia. So, so my wife was just short turn. I was
1: like, no, please. What a bitch. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right. I'd, go on, go on. Go on. I will shamefully admit, sorry, one last little thing on babies and I promise I'll <laughs> yeah. we'll do more hockey. <laughs> yeah. I I will shamefully confess that it, like, it was still hard. I know it wasn't as hard as, as other people, but I did get to a point where I do remember just thinking, like I, I don't, like, I don't give a fuck what the consequences are. I'm going to sleep right now. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Like, plenty of times. I couldn't. Like, if 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 Grace leaves me, she leaves me, but I have to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, as we come back to me sitting on a toilet, just trying to catch
1: 10 minutes worth of kip before, before work. <laughs> I, d- uh, I don't care if I fall off and break my back. I just need to sleep. Yeah, it was that. It oh, was literally mate. that.
0: Oh, kids. Who are you? Um, who are you starting this week, Dan? I've got two starters. Uh, how many of you got?
1: I've I've got a pair of starters and a pair of scratches.
0: i oh, yeah, I've got two each as well. Okay, so I'll go. I'll go first then. I'm going to start as we like to do sometimes on a show. Just just something nice. I'm going to start big. Save Dave in Calgary. His
1: brother Tommy getting to meet Harvey the. Hound. Oh mate. Oh, was that mate. not beautiful? It was beautiful. I the most beautiful part was, um, what's his what's his brother's name? Thomas. Thomas. When yeah. Thomas picks Harvey out. I know. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, that's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah,
0: if you don't know, Dave Riddick's brother, Thomas, has autism. And his favorite thing about hockey is Harvey the Hound, the Flames mascot. And Dave Riddick said, he doesn't even really watch me play. He just spends the game looking for Harvey the Hound. So obviously they go to the game and Harvey's there to meet him and Thomas gives him a huge hug and he's all shy at first, but it was really nice. It was really nice. And I, I had a a girlfriend way back and her brother was autistic. So I'm well aware that anybody who looks after someone who has autism or cares for somebody is just a goddamn saint in every way. And yeah, it was really sweet to see. I loved
1: it. I, I also loved, um, the moment where Thomas goes back to Dave Ridditch, Rich, almost as if it's like this isn't happening. Oh, I yeah. can't believe this is really this yeah. is really, this is isn't this really real. real? Oh, it's he beautiful. almost says, well, "No, he's he's hey, Go on, go and give him oh.
0: a hug." And then he bell bugs him. That oh, was great. All right, then.
1: absolutely beautiful. Um, I I thought and I had a nice start, but it's definitely not on on the actual genuine heartwarming level that you had. Um, I just want to start Nazim Kadri because I think he's got to be he's he's on pace for another over fifty point season playing as the third-line centre on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think he's an incredible player and um, best third-line centre in the league, without a doubt.
0: It is amazing, and I feel at some point we developed a strong mental bond, because this happens now and again. But I've got the Leafs involved in my next starter.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Because I'm starting hope. Well, I'm starting hope. Because the way things are going, <laughs> we could get a first-round matchup of Pajama Boy going back to New York to play the Islanders in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Islanders fans revenge game. Please. Please. At this point... You can only hope. Yeah, at this point, the, the Leafs have to make the playoffs, but they have to make it in the wild card. So we get them playing the Islanders. You know how Jeff Merrick cheers for chaos? I cheer for hatred. I mentioned this on the first ever episode I picked the Boston Bruins because I needed somebody to hate. I needed a team to hate as well, which obviously the Canadians. Marek cheers for chaos. Well, if, I cheer for hatred.
1: If, we, if we're if really cheering for hatred, we want Leafs Islanders first round, Leafs to win and goes to the cup final to play against San Jose. Because clearly there's a lot of um, animosity <laughs> for old pajama boy out west. I would love it. I would love
0: it if... As as we mentioned before, Matt Duchesne leaves the abs because he wants to win and then he goes to a team that's terrible. If John Tavares leaves the Islanders and then they win the
1: cup in the next season, oh my God, that'd be so amazing. That'd be so funny. What what a time to be alive. What a time. Um, I'm going to start whoever is responsible for the uh, TSN Instagram account. Okay. And um, specifically because... um, I've got a vamp for a second, because I had it loaded up, but Instagram hates me. They uploaded what the Oilers' um, line-up would look like if uh, if he, who must not be named, <laughs> hadn't made a single trade. Oh, really? Oh, I've not seen this. <laughs> oh, mate. So we got first line of uh, Taylor Hall, Connor McDavid, Jordan Eberle. All right, yeah. Not second bad. Line. Not bad. <laughs> not ba- not, not it's bad. Right. Really. Yeah, it's not bad, really. Not bad. Two MVPs. Yeah, it's fine. Not bad. Um, second line, uh, Nishan Hopkins uh, and Jesse Puljavi, centred by Matthew Barzal. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. It really right. is. It, it could, it no, could be worse. Yeah. Um, third line of Benoit Pugliot, uh Leon Draisaitl in the middle and Kylie Yamamoto on the right wing. Still Jesus. Pr- pretty good. Um, fourth line: Tyler Benson, George Kyra, and uh, Neil Yakupov. Perfectly fine fourth line. Yeah. Um, the D still lets them down a bit, but I mean they've got Donal Nurse, Ethan Bear, Oscar Evan Bouchard, Caleb Jones, Brandon Davidson, and then Laura Broussard and Stuart, Stuart Skinner in between the pipes. Well, it's not a bad, it's not team, bad it? on the back end. It's not awful. <laughs> like I mean, it's not good, but it's not particularly worse than what they've got at the moment. No,
0: it's perfectly serviceable, um, isn't it?
1: It's it's just nice to have that sort of thing out there, really. I'm a sucker for for that sort of thing. So thank you, whoever was responsible for that.
0: Thank you, TSN. Well played.
1: Who are you scratching? you just scratch out of existence.
0: My first scratch is somebody on Twitter mentioned this. I'm sure it was at Becca something, and I've forgotten to write it down, and I do apologise. But... This weekend was the House of Chell. Oh God, that fucking word is cringeworthy. I cannot stand it. Please stop saying Chell, please. I I just that's it. It's very simple. That's all I'm asking. I don't ask for much, Will, but that's all I want. Just stop saying Chell because it's oh, I hate it.
1: Do you uh, follow Lexi Brown on Twitter? Twitty, Twitter, (laughs) Twitty, on the old twits. I do not I'd, I'd recommend her she's very very funny she's uh, JT Brown's wife and uh, as many will know JT is an uh, avid video gamer and he was involved with uh, the house of Chell this puppet. week yeah. but I don't know the ins and in outs I think they must have been living there or something I don't, I don't know
0: yeah they lived but, there and um, did some streaming things and YouTube things and that kind of thing
1: there you go it would appear that Lexi and Lexi and JT's daughter were also there as okay, cool. Lexi posted a video um, captioned, House of Chell, more like the house of hell, and just a picture of <laughs> their daughter falling over and bumping her head. Oh, God. And it just sort of summed up like, yeah, she's clearly not enjoying herself here. Was, she's a funny follower. Uh, That's I'd what it is. That's the
0: curse. That's
1: the curse of Chell. The <laughs> curse of Chell is hurting young, young children.
0: The word, the word is so bad. It's taken. It's the word is so bad that the world is seen to it that anybody involved with that must be pained in some way, including me for having to look at that word.
1: That's a funny, funny um, way of wording it. You've put there, Dan, because I believe that something that anyone associated with should be you know, suffer. Uh, a mid-season NHL awards. <laughs> any any voting on mid-season NHL awards predictions at this point in the year. Absolutely fruitless and pointless. Um a lot of them are flagrantly wrong, uh completely incorrect. A la the GM of the Year Award, which I'd imagine we might be speaking about at some point this evening. We will indeed. But even things like like MVP and uh, uh score race, like Norris and stuff like that. You think this time last year, if you'd have gone MVP, you'd have said Nikita Kutrov, no question about it. Yeah. And then because these league is so fucking stupid. By the time they got around to the playoffs, and Kucherov wasn't scoring at seventeen points per game, he just dropped down to twelve points per game. Um, People forgot about him and were like, "Oh well, you know, who's played really well on a really crap team and barely scraped into the playoffs?" Yeah, not to say that Taylor Hall wasn't fantastic, but you see the point. Like, it's such a what has happened in the last six weeks kind of league that it's, it's just stupid. It's dumb. I hate it. I agree. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure why they do it. And then why it started. It's very odd. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Not for me.
0: I mean, fair enough, you have a little bit of, you know, you have a little bit of a discussion about it, but to actually take the time to put together a vote and then collaborate all the votes and actually make a point to, you know, tally them all and then put them out there. Very weird.
1: And it's, it's done by the PHWA as well. It's like, why would you give yourselves extra work? Like, nobody out here is paying <laughs> for it. Like, I
0: you're not meeting deadlines.
1: Like, where's that report on my desk? I can't do it. I've got
0: to think about my t- heart top three for the mid-season. <laughs> like, just what? No. Very odd. My next scratch is, as we know well, it's the little things in life that find me getting angry. And I try not to. Case in point, big things. I don't sweat them. My car broke down the other week. I was literally Ooh. on my way to work and it broke down. There's nothing I can do about that. My car's broken down. I've got to get it fixed. It's going to cost me some pennies. That's fine. Ring my mechanic guy, but the day off work. So a waste of the day's annual leave. But there's nothing I can do. It's got to be done. Fine. Wasn't bothered. However, the other night I was sat in a restaurant, and a couple came in, and they were shown to their table, and they said, "Oh, we don't like this table. Can we sit somewhere else?" And let me tell you something, Will. At that point, <laughs> if I could have flipped that table, broken of the legs off, and impaled them both in the chest with those legs, I would have done. Because once you're shown to your table, just fucking sit at the table. Unless that table's on fire, or covered in trapdoor spiders, sit down and eat the fucking meal that you will end up getting. It drives
1: me how, mad. How entitled do you have to be to think that you're... Yeah, you know, it's thing you're able to ask for such special treatment. Like, I know. I, I just It's one of those table? weird things where like you are entitled to it to an extent because you're like paying customer and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's, for me, I'd, I'd I'd never do it. I'd just like you take what you get, even if it's a crap table. Yes. Weird. Well, he, like, I thought I was.
0: It's that generation. I think. So I think. Oh, it's not because not you're a different generation to me, so it can't be that. I don't know That's what it is. Think, isn't it? Those people are just fucking idiots. Just a quick little aside as well. I was once at a Frankie and Benny's in Manchester, and come on, mate. Two guys... already. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop there. Two guys walked in, got shown to the table. The waiter came over. Can I take your order, please? One guy said, "We're going to catch a flight soon." So can you bring our food out quicker? Honest to God, it took all my energy to not say something to that man. Who the fuck are you to demand your food quicker than other people? Why are you going to Frank and Benny's if you've got a flight to catch? You absolute nimrod. Eat at the airport. Grab a and, and yeah. There's decent eateries right. there at airports. It's not all McDonald's and Burger King's. They have actual restaurants there now where you can get a proper meal.
1: Are you are familiar Christ. with the work of JD Weatherspoon? <laughs> exactly.
0: Just just if you go into a restaurant and they show you to a table, just sit down. Just sit down at that table. You're you're not better than any table. So knock it off.
1: I'm uh, gonna slightly drag it a bit more on topic as I'm gonna scratch um Gary Bettman. It's
0: taken us this long to do this. <laughs>
1: I thought, yeah, this might be the first Bettman scratch. It might be the, the first of many I Yeah. Mate, I can't wait until... I cannot wait until... Um, until the lockout. Every week, Gary Bettman, the owners. Gary Bettman, the owners. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm scratching Gaza this week. Um, see, can I just say, I feel like... The fact that England doesn't cover the NHL at all, basically. Or at least not in the detail, that. Or American counterparts and do, and Canadians. Gary's never been called Gazer, has he? And I feel that's that's a, a gap in the market. Or Gaz, just any sort of,
0: yeah, yeah. When well my it's friend Gareth lived in America, I said, "Oh, I said does anyone?" Because obviously we all call them Gaz. I said, "Does anyone call you Gaz?" He said, "No." I said, "Everyone calls me Gar or Gareth." I said, "Gar." That gar. <laughs> so was well, a Gar of replacement.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell's Gar?" No, no, yeah, Gaz, Igar. Gaz, Batman. Oh, I don't do all like that. Well, Gazer, I, I assume Gazer is directly responsible for this um, this decision that was made at the uh, the All Star Weekend. Um, again, I've 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 let whoever it was on Twitter down that um that posted this. Um, I don't know who the musical uh, accompaniment to the All Star Weekend was this this past weekend, but I know for a fact it wasn't Smash Mouth and uh, Smash, M- Smash Mouth are obviously known for their uh, their favourite single, All-Star, which already yep. has a level of uh, applicability to uh, the to yep. All-Star Weekend. But did you know they're actually from San Jose as well? <gasps> so that's, that's just... <laughs> no, I didn't. Right, writes itself, doesn't it? <laughs> writes itself. I'm sorry, whoever on Twitter, that I've stolen that from and not even credited. But at the same time, um, I'm not like, oh, that sorry, so fuck you.
0: I feel that... Not only is that a, a gross sort of misjudgment by anybody to hire Smashmouth, but All-Star's a good song. It's a catchy song that you could... Yeah, yeah. Quality and song. Ev- yeah, everyone knows the beat. Everyone knows the chorus. So yeah, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, Footgas, There we go. Hashtag
1: where, Foot Gaz. Where would um Where would Shrek be without All-Star, without Smash Mouth? That's a great point.
0: That's a great point. Where would he be? Back in his swamp, well, that's where he'd be doing a terrible Scottish accent.
1: Nobody would care. Nobody (laughs) Nobody would would care. care.
0: I'm I'm putting this off, but we should get onto the topic, shouldn't we? As Um, sad as I am.
1: Are you wearing black?
0: I am. I'm an old black. I'm not one of those Greek women who after their husband dies just wears black for the rest of her life. I've had my veil on for the past four or five days. My black veil, my black hat. (sighs) I can't even bring myself to say it well. But... It's a very sad day. No, it's fine. It's a very sad day. The Teflon Don has been whacked by Bob Nicholson. Peter Chiarelli is gone. We need to remember the good times. And I have produced a small little remembrance piece that I'm going to put into the show (laughs) to remember that. (laughs) Matthew Barzal. Jersey for defenseman Adam Larson. Seven years, $42 million for Elon Lucic.
1: I believe there are two reasons the Edmonton Oilers traded Jordan Eberle. Payroll and performance. The Edmonton Oilers
0: made a couple of transactions today placing Ty Ratty and Ryan Spooner on waivers. Edmonton Oilers Miko Koskinen a three year deal AAV 4.5 million how does that affect the goalie market
1: <laughs> as, as he's looking for work we should get him on oh, we
0: should no one's got okay. do
1: you reckon anyone's trying to host? get him on
0: to just discuss his time there
1: oh, they must mate. have done they must have done I'd love oh, mate him and customs that'd be beautiful wouldn't it <laughs> Imagine the full, six, the, the, the full six. full 60
0: to a Four hundred eighty. <laughs> it's a full six with that extra time. Can you imagine if he just if he if he created a Patreon for one show and charged five dollars, he'd make a fortune off it. Because yeah, I'd, buy I'd it pay immediately. I'd buy ten. I'd pay ten dollars to hear him talk. C-
1: case in point, the reason I subscribed to the to the Athletic was an Alpambassu, um article. Saying PK Subban on why he, on his feelings on leaving the Montreal Canadiens. I'm oh, a <laughs> so sucker for that sort ridiculous. of shit. Oh yeah, absolute sucker. Give me the behind the scenes details. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm down. I'm down forty quid a year now, <laughs> all yeah. because of that one clickbait article. Ellie is gone. Where do we go? It's over. Errol? What do we do? It is over. I the dream is I don't... over. I t- <laughs> it's it's one of those funny things that I sort of. Like I think I wanted it to happen. Like we slammed we I like, ragged on him so much it's that true. it must have been because you know I, I thought I he deserves to be fired. But I never really, I never wanted it to happen. Not like no. this. No, <laughs> we look to carry on for It's like it's like through the tears, Eugene, Not like this. Like. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I want Eugene out because he's terrible. But uh, it's, it's good to have him around, isn't it?
0: It is good to have him around. I can't help but feel slightly responsible in my own little way, in that I started a hashtag keep cheer alley campaign literally the day before.
1: <laughs> I was like, Shit. So no no coincidence there. No.
0: So now I've started a but- higher cheer Ellie campaign. We have to get him back into the league. <sighs> somehow. Mate. And no, we, we
1: want him we want him in the podcast
0: game, don't we? We do want him in the podcast game. I wonder if I could just I wonder if I could just get in touch and just make out that we don't know what's going on. And we just say, oh, we're just two English guys. We'd love to talk to you about what it's like being the general manager of an NHL team. <laughs> and then just get him on and just just open it with, really, Peter? Taylor Hall, Adam Larson? Really?
1: <laughs> 5% that we don't even know he's been sacked. <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> and would
0: to... you go along with it? Like... <laughs>
1: Oh God! how long how long through the Skype conversation would he last for? Us just making jokes about Griffin Reinhart and I don't fucking know. Ryan Spooner. I don't know.
0: Let's get into some I bits did. about it then. So he was fired during the second intermission, and after the after it happened, Bob Nicholson was asked about that and said the decision was made beforehand that it wasn't just a spur the moment decision. I think that's bullshit. You know I like to look through the cracks well and try and see if I can pick out little lies here and there. I think because they were they were playing De- Detroit, that's a bad Detroit team. And that's that that's just what you know, that's just what's happened. They've bad contracts, whatever. Players haven't developed maybe they thought the way they would and that kind of thing. So this season, Detroit's the whipping boy and Edmonton were bad. 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 And I'm just not sure after that second period, Nicholson or Kate just went, fuck this. Get him in here now. And that was it. And it was just a rage firing. And they said, oh, we can't say that. Let's say we decide to do it already. All right, fine.
1: See, as much as I want to believe that, like, you don't just get rid of your GM like that. It's not. It's not how you do it like that. The writing's been on the wall. It might have ended up as as Bobby Nix just being like, right, I've had enough. Let's just get him out. Um, Again, though. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, though, because... Sorry, no, go on. on. Just quickly,
0: yeah, just quickly to that point. That's not how you go to a GM. I understand that. But this Edmonton Oilers team is a shambles. From all areas... It isn't just Peter Chiarelli. And you are getting now Chiarelli defenders, <laughs> as was mentioned on 31 Thoughts this week, that it's easy to jump on him and say, how could you make these trades? How could you make these trades? But he must have had somebody in his ear. He doesn't have complete autonomy, does he? He doesn't have complete power. He has people who advise him on things. And, and I've always, I have always mentioned I mentioned the chain of command in issues all the time. That at some point, somebody must have said, don't do that. Or they've said, yes, do that. And if, as we've seen, Bob Nicholson and Daryl Cates are the the people running this shit show. I I can totally believe if they just lost it after that second, after that second period. And we're just like, okay, this is it now. That's it. That's the final straw. I can't take any more. Get him in here now. And that was it. It's...
1: It's the wonderful juxtaposition of the quotes you've heard around the Oilers recently, um, specifically revolving around... I, I don't know if you heard, but um, Miko Koskinen got, a, uh, got an extension. I don't he, did, he got a nice he did. big...
0: Yeah I, might, yeah, I might have caught that. A fucking <laughs> huge extension. For, for a bloke
1: who's played 30 NHL games. Get out.
0: And I believe that extension has actually taken them over the cap for next year, or they're very close it, oh, aren't they? They've now got to move so, players because of this so Koskinen good. deal.
1: <laughs> like, if Miko if Koskinen's worth 4.5 million a season for three years after playing 30 NHL games, I swear down I could get a league minimum deal out of Edmonton. Like, no question. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I, I've I, got, I, I bet I could get a league minimum for selling popcorn <laughs> at this point.
1: I've <laughs> got uh, a pair of skates. You fancy it? Yeah. Um, but that, that Koskinen deal, all the, the contradictory cro- quotes around it, you've got on one hand Bobby Nick saying, Oh you know, we're we're a brain trust. You know, we have a lot of input from from everyone left, right, and centre. And then on the other hand, he said, "Nah, that cost deal was one hundred percent peachy, really." Like <laughs> throwing it right under the bus. But that that cost deal and the timing before his firing is the evidence that the fire has not been put out at Edmonton. Like oh, no. they've that there's a massive fire raging. And I know this is going to sound a little bit contradictory because we've been uh, ragging on Tiarelli for a long time, but this this deal has really brought to light the fact that Tiarelli was a tyre fire, yeah. but he was a smaller tyre fire in front of the bigger tyre fire, which is the rest of the organisation and the people who hired him in the first place exactly. and the people that have been here for the last 10 years. It's just like... I don't believe for one single second that Chiarelli made that signing without any okay from, from upper management. I, I forget the exact quote, but it was basically something around like, you know, oh, I couldn't say no to the deal because then he'd know he's going to get fired. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> like yeah. They weren't pressed for time. They weren't on any sort of deadline to sign Koskinen. No. Bobby Nicholson or Daryl Cates or whatever could have turned to Chiarelli and said... Okay, give, me, give us a few days to think about it. We want to know where we're going to go, like what we're we going to do with Talbot, blah, blah, blah. We'll sort of it out in a few days and then bam, we just fire him the next day. Like, there are ways to do it without saying, no, you're not allowed to do that, Pete, because we're going to sack you. Like, it's. And them throwing Giorelli under the bus is has only come out after people have backrashed against the deal. Like, that's just them saving their own skin. And and on the flip side of it, sorry, I know I'm ranting and rambling no, and raving. No, that's fine. Even if Pete Chiarelli was, was the lone ranger going outside in this Costco deal, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what sort of a, a management CEO owner are you if like, your GM's just signing crap deals behind your back? like You haven't got any control over your organisation, like there's one thing to give, you know, to give your GM sort of, you know, give them the range, like, right, do your thing, we're not going to interfere too much, but for a man who is, for all intents and purposes, a dead man walking, throwing out a three-year, massive contract that, as you said, takes you over the cap already, to a player that is a rookie, halfway through his rookie season, it's like, I'm baffled, absolutely baffled, I no matter who they bring in next, like, they're still fucked. They are. They, The audience are going to be fucked until Conor McDavid retires.
0: Or gets traded.
1: <laughs> Whatever. As long as Daryl Cates owns that team, they're fucked, I think.
0: Yeah. And I've said before, everyone rags on Eugene Melnick and Pierre Dorian because that, oh, is a... Hell, yeah. It's another shit show. I understand that completely. I'm not saying it's not. But Bobby Nicholson, Daryl Cates... They seem to avoid all this fucking hoo-ha and questions and discussion. And they shouldn't. Because that team is terrible and has been terrible for a long time. They could miss miss out on the playoffs for the 12th time in 13 years. In a sport where you're rewarded for being shit. How is that possible? (laughs) You get rewarded for being really bad. And they still keep fucking up. It's just, it's the same as like how God how did the, how did the Blackhawks win three cups in six years in the salary cap era? How is that possible? How is it possible to miss out on the playoffs twelve times in thirteen years when you get rewarded for
1: being a bad team? And the worse you are, the bigger the reward you get. <clears throat> just and, and in that time, you have three number one overall picks in a row. Oh my God, it's, it's insane! It's insane.
0: And I'm sure Cos I mean Cos two of those goals against Detroiters or well, Cosk and them, they were absolute softies. Absolute softies. And I was just looking at it like, oh my god, how can you keep doing these things? I'm sure his numbers I'm sure and I'm sure his numbers are trending down now as well. Now he's got his fat contract.
1: <laughs> he's like,
0: yeah, that's it. it.
1: Got my money. He wasn't, wasn't setting the league Like he like, wasn't he wasn't. He wasn't good. He was playing well. well Cam Ward or, or a Ken Dryden or whatever. Like yeah. he's it's just a fine goalie <laughs> like all right well done <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know what you what you want me to say that the beautiful stat has come out courtesy of uh rob ty Tych,
0: yeah ty It's it's rob dash t-y-c-h-k-o-w-s-k-i which i will let you now say you will
1: See so you don't you don't get that many names like that in America in in England, do you? So it's not, fa- not, not one we're familiar with. Don't get many yep. Um, The beautiful stat, and I'll, I will read it verbatim. They canned a head coach. The GM is on the firing line. This is just before already got fired. They're 12th in the West and just lost at home to the last place team in the NHL. Also, this is minutes before it. Yeah. And parentheses. I'm not making this up. End parentheses. This is. St- Statistically, this is the Edmonton Oilers' fourth best season in the last twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. I love it. Like we're so depressed about you already being, being fired, but it's it's just going to get better. It's just, just going to
0: carry on. It's just going to carry on. I'll I'll point out another tweet as well. Some at tracks one two three. They are knee deep in bad contracts. Lucic, 6 million. Spooner, 3.1. Cassian, 1.95. Broziak, 1.15. Russell, 4 million. Manning, 2.25 million. Koskinen, 4.5 million. Buyouts totaling 1.7 million. (laughs) I mean, Bob Nicholson comes at the press conference and he's making all these quotes. Well, we're not going to go into another rebuild, but then we're going to make the playoffs, but we might have to trade some things. But if we get some things back, but it's not a rebuild, Bob, how how do you get out from? You're now over the cap next year, or like I said, the, like very close to being like just under it. How how are you going to add players? The players you've got are no good. You fired your GM. You fired your head coach. I don't understand. They're so lucky. They're so lucky. They're in a bad Western Conference at the moment, aside from the top three in each division, and that the rest are just kind of scrapping for points. Because because if two of those if two of those wild card teams suddenly realize how to play, you can forget it, they're not making the playoffs again, and if they do make the playoffs, are they really going to win the cup, I mean really, cause I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, you get any team, maybe now Tom Wilson is the x factor in that we skew like the n h l skews so far one way that they forget the other way yeah, we need to get hitting out in the game and everything, but now is Tom Wilson that breed of guy who does target people and makes players get worried about playing a pass too quickly or not controlling the puck properly? I guarantee it. Someone's going to look at that Edmonton team and they're going to be like, all we've got to do is fuck up 97 and we're fine. <laughs> I'll, take fi- I'll take five minutes in the game misconduct. I don't mind. It's, I'll take a two-game suspension.
1: Because <laughs> we'll all go through if we thing of- take him out. If every team in the league is is built up built up of brutes that are going to eat you alive, you're getting the advantage, the extra two percent out of having smaller guys with more skill. Yeah, you're you're bucking the trend, and then you're going to be the different team who can make that little difference. If it goes the other way, if you know every every team in the league is just smaller skill guys, and you get a tiger in there, that's the difference you're going to make. So that's all it is. It's just a bit pendulum swinging back and forth, exactly. Back and
0: forth. But you get um, a for- you get a fourth liner. To just annihilate McDavid in the playoffs, because I tell you, once you get into the playoffs, okay. it becomes a different game, and it's the god, okay. it, it's the absolute truth. I am Mister Intangibles, and you get. I can't believe you, you're baying for McDavid's blood. No, I'm not. But if I was, if I was a head coach or a GM of a team, and we're playing the Oilers, I would be saying, do your best to knock him out of the game. Just take him out for a few games. If you get a game misconduct or you lose two game suspension it's fine. You're a fourth liner. I mean, how bad can it be? Because without McDavid, that team's nothing. It's absolutely zero. I love
1: the idea. You get like an opposing, opposing coach gets, the gets the Oilers, like just go up to his fourth liner and just be like, I don't give a fuck if you play another game in this league. You go out there and you, you kill McDavid or else you ain't playing another game for this franchise. Like I could give a shit whether you play again.
0: I will financially compensate you for the rest of my life <laughs>
1: if you just go out there <laughs> not, and fuck not, up not even that. I could, like, talk, like <laughs> Blue Jackets Oilers standing up final somehow. Um, <laughs> like, Torch just turns to whoever's on their fourth line. Like, isn't he a rookie piece of shit? <laughs> 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 it's true. Uh, you take his head off, or I'll send you on the first play back to Moscow, you hear? <laughs> he's. He- He's
0: got a target on him already, McDavid has, because of who he is and how he plays, and he's he is the best player in the league, and that's it. You get into the playoffs, though, and it starts to become a case of, shit, if we take this guy out, I've got a much better chance of winning the Cup. I tell you, man, it would absolutely happen. It would absolutely happen.
1: I wonder like, how... I want to go back to Bobby Nicholson in a second, yep. but... um. How flagrant does a targeting of a player have to be before there's ramifications against the team rather than the player? Because say you did have an example, like, you, know, you get an AHL call-up or whatever into into the game and, and, and have that scenario play out exactly. Like, look, yeah. go out and kill McDavid. Just kill him. I don't, I don't care. Whatever you do, just kill him. Take him out. Um, I'd like... What level of how blatant does it have to be before it comes back on the team? Like, because at the moment, if a, if a player gets suspended, it just comes out of the player's pocket. But if yeah. he's been instructed specifically by a coach to, um, oh, what's the you know just, just like play bounty dirty. Like, like a ba- yeah, like a bounty. You put a bounty yeah, on bounty it, David. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing like a road to the with the classic type documentary, and you see it on the whiteboard like. <laughs> Twenty grand for whoever injures McDavid.
0: <laughs> it's just a briefcase and that he just walks into the The opposing GM is has got a briefcase. He just walks into the room. I don't know if can, Doug Wilson walks into the room or something, and he's like, "I've got a briefcase here, boys. There's fifty large in here for anybody who <laughs> can kill Connor
1: McDavid. It's a bounty. Like, <laughs> let's go, mate. <laughs> oh, slap dude. short Mixed with, like, I don't know, the Three Ten tenty humour or whatever. I'm trying to think of a of a good, like, bounty hunting film. <laughs> three-tenty humour. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that is that a bounty hunting film?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Christian Bale has to wasn't... lead Russell Crowe across the Wild West to make him pay... You know, he's, he's a, a criminal, basically. And Christian Bale has yeah, this kind of the guy who takes him up. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know... Yeah, if you get an AHL call, even the player would never say. If a, if a player did something to Conor McDavid and he was instructed to do so by the coach, he would never say because that's hockey. That's, like I say, the good of the game, the good of the team, got to support the team. But if it was so obvious, would there be sanctions against the team? What sanctions could you give? You're in the playoffs. You can't dock them points. You can fine them, but they're not going to care. I don't know, I don't know oh.
1: what else you could do. Like, say a player goes out there and just, I don't know, like spears Conor McDavid in the face. <laughs> like, straight up, first shift. No, like, like, we'll
0: get onto this later. We'll get onto this later. But he rang Johansson's Connor McDavid, but on purpose. He just, like, like slashes the pugs over Bam!
1: Yeah. <sighs> what can you do? Is it bad that I kind of want to see it happen? Just to see what, <laughs> what does happen? <laughs> Is it bad? Oh, oh, a little man. bit, but I kind of agree with you.
0: I agree with you. But,
1: I'm just just curiosity, Dan. Nothing, nothing wrong with a bit of curiosity.
0: <laughs> curiosity killed um, Connor.
1: <laughs> I did just want to say, if I could drag it back to Bobby Nicks for a minute, and and the Oilers' current plights not this, uh, this um, of hypothetical <laughs> of beheading of McDavid by uh, by the Kazakhstani team. As a, as a mistaken for a sacrificial sheep. Um, you, they're not going to go into a rebuild, Dan. Because in order to go into an effective rebuild, you have to have valuable assets that so you can afford to trade away. I was just going to say this. I was just going to say this. I like Nick, yeah, Nicholson's... You're going to trade for David.
0: No, Nicholson's talking about we're not going to trade for a quick fix, which is fine. You shouldn't. You know, you're not going to trade for just a quick fix to get into the playoffs.
1: But, but, but again, he said he's, he's but wholly <laughs> intending on getting into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. The guy's out both sides of his mouth there. Like, we'll make some trades at the deadline if they're the right trades to get us in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Peter did not make that deal all by himself. Uh, this deal really started when we got together with our Pro Scouts in Palm Springs uh, in our meetings. We looked at the depth of... Uh, the goalies that would be available at the uh, next year. We really believe in Miko. Uh, we had to make a decision between Miko and Cam. We made that decision uh, to go with Miko. Uh, we will look to try to bolster the uh, the offense and the defense. But again, we're not trading away our first pick. Uh, when you look at uh, some of our other top prospects, we're not giving them away unless we get some real good pieces back.
0: Ludicrous. But you haven't got. Well, they have got tradable assets, but every team now is completely, completely aware that you've now got to try and fill up that arena because, as Friedman pointed out, you've now got corporate boxes to fill. You've got corporate suites to sell for next year. You get into the playoffs, people might just be blinded by the fact you're in the playoffs. But teams now know that you're desperate to do that. So they're just going to try and fleece you again. You can't get rid of any sneaky deals. Do you know what? The only team I thought, the only team I thought they could maybe try and do any kind of deal with would be Toronto. Because I thought they're both teams who are desperate to to do the two things they're desperate to do. Toronto's desperate for a cup. Oilers are desperate to get into the playoffs this year. And then you can at least it's kind of a deal with a devil where you can at least give up something to get something and it's not
1: too bad. But but even then.
0: What? What are you going to trade away?
1: What are the Oilers going to trade away? Seriously? We're going to trade away? Dryside Hopkins? Like no, Adam Larson. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> they've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing they can afford to get rid of. No. And, any and the trade that you make, want to get rid of? Yeah. Any trade they,
0: you make, you're eating contracts as well. You can't. You. you and no. No team's going to take the Andrei at eight and a half million when he can't even run his own line. He's the worst he's the worst sort of <clears throat> baby in the NHL in the sense that he has to have he has to have Connor with him, or it's just not the same. He's getting eight and
1: a half million a year. Who are you gonna trade him to for eight and a half million? This is the thing, I don't even think that strictly drives out as like fault. Oh no. They've, not. they've 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 taken a top line winger, giving him loads of money. It's like it's like, you know, I don't know, someone signing Phil Kessel and being like, right You've done really well in this one specific position, playing right wing on the top line. Uh, you're now second line center. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, I nine million, million I know it's like if you turn Vladimir Tarasenko into a center, like it's not, it's not where he's had his success. It's poor, poor Liam. That's all I have to say.
0: I have got those contracts I mentioned. The good luck trading away Lucic, Spooner, Cassian, Broziak, Russell, Manning. I just. I mean, yeah, you can maybe trade them, but you're going to have to take on half their contract because no no team's going to take any of them at full price or even close to full price.
1: Lucic for Bobby Ryan and. Um... <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Lucic for Bobby Ryan and you yeah, still have to it. retain half the salary. That's <laughs> it. It's, oh, a, mate, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess. It is a mess. It is a mess.
0: The, it's the funny, it's the weird thing in the the human emotion side of things is that for the longest time, like you say, we just ragged on cheer, Ellie. And we just ragged on him and ragged on him and ragged on him because it was funny to do. But the second he got fired, I was all on the lines of thinking, well, it's not all his fault, is it? <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Just why Why am I suddenly <laughs> defending him? I don't get it. Poor poor cheer. Poor Peter.
1: But I, again, I, that's I'll not tell his you fault.
0: What, he, shouldn't, he should not have got a job after, the, after what happened at the Bruins. He shouldn't have. He should have been he should have been made and same with Dry Sidle. Edmonton went, Hey Peter, do you want a job with us? Okay. We're thinking of making you the GM on this much money. And he went, oh, okay then. And that was it. <laughs>
1: Off he goes. You mean I can still make trades and sign people to contracts? <laughs> yeah. You sure can, Peter. You sure can. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, um I woke up that morning and I just had a feeling. Just had a feeling. I thought, oh some I feel like something's happened. Maybe a little trade or something. <laughs> just got that, got that feeling. And his just because of the sense, time I woke up. was tingling. Oh, mate. It was beautiful. And just because <laughs> of the timing, I saw, I saw it play out in real real time on Twitter. I was like, oh, you know there's cheerleaders again. Well, on. I hope that we're so connected to Cheerelli that you got a cold shiver at
0: like 6.07 a.m in England, which is when he got fired stateside, which is when he got fired Canadian time, and you woke up and was like, oh, God, I suddenly got the age to check Twitter. Oh, something my terrible God. <laughs> something terrible's happened. It's your hockey spidey sense.
1: <laughs> ah, yeah. oh, mate. It was I felt like I was really part of something, Dan. It was nice watching, like, you know, Dreger chuck out a tweet about, oh, maybe he's been sacked, and lots of people, oh, word is cheering is being sacked, and then, bam, he's been sacked, Oh, while I'm eating my Cocoa Pops. What was amazing
0: was what was amazing was is that I got a WhatsApp message about ten to eight in the morning from you, saying, "Oh God no," and my heart sunk. I knew immediately what it was. I knew immediately <laughs> without even checking anything. In my brain, I was just, "Oh, just cheer Ellie. I know
1: it." No went on Twitter, and then when I, was sweating, I was like, "No, God damn it, God damn it." Did I tell you what I got mistaken for an Eppington fan on, on on Twitter just because I had a picture of Chiarelli as my banner? <laughs> did you? That was thoroughly, thoroughly insult. How dare you? How dare you, good sir? Ah. <clears throat> uh, so well, what have we got next, Dan? What have we got next?
0: Just a couple of little quick things here, just quickly to round this off. I did like I was thinking about uh, possible future GMs. I absolutely, completely, wholeheartedly agree with Down Goes Brown and that I think Ron Hextall would be an excellent choice. I've, I feel that this is what exactly he came into in Philly it was a bad team, too many bad contracts, no like no great youth system. I mean that Nicholson said that, didn't he? He said We're going, we want to send and Yamamoto down so they get they're too good for the AHL. We need to over-ripen them instead of just throwing them into the NHL immediately and getting killed I think I think Ron Hextall would be a great hire there
1: you think about the amount of um, he's built a fantastic farm team down <laughs> in um, down in Philly um, yeah, exactly yeah, got the rid the of all the bad contracts
0: you... built I, I still believe he's built a good team
1: oh yeah without a doubt yeah I. I as we all know I rated the Flyers at the beginning of the season I thought they would yeah. be doing much better than this um I forget who's who's the guy in um, in Winnipeg. It's not Yarbo. It's uh... Uh, oh, Shovel Dayoff. yeah. Either obviously, Shovel hasn't um, isn't available at the moment because he still has his job. But I'd argue that apart from Hextall, the only person who's built a deeper team would be Kevin Shovel
0: Yeah,
1: I think I think Ron Hextall's got to be the one that they're looking for. But at the same time, that's a slow process, and it sounds like Bobby Nix isn't interested in a slow process at all. No, no, I guess not. He wants his cake and to eat it, and he wants it right bloody now. So, which is why I'm excited, because who knows who they're going to hire? Who knows? Well, I mean, clearly there Maybe must they'll be
0: some. Just make... Clearly, there's going to be some old Edmonton Oilers player they're going to hire, because that's what they love to do, isn't it? That's it. That was another. Maybe that was it'll another just thing. be Keith. Maybe I'll just be Keith. That was another thing labelled at them in this whole shitstorm was that he's cheerily making all these decisions but he's got fucking 27 ex-Edmonton Oilers players and all the different kinds of staff positions making decisions behind his back and sniping him and giving him little words in his ear and stuff. The bloody Illuminati behind them. <laughs> nice. That was good. I like that. I Thanks. Exactly. <clears throat> just just again, so I said just quickly, Can we? are there any little spin zones here for Oilers fans? Is there anything <laughs> that we can try and cheer them up with in this
1: situation? Um, the the only advice I give to Oilers fans, as far as cheering themselves up with, is um, every day that passes on the on this earth is a day closer to when all of this will be over. Whenever that will be, you get a true. day closer, yep. and this is all part of the process. If you, if you believe be. in fate, Dan. You've yeah, got to it, go through your cheer rallies to get to your dubuses. Exactly. It could be twenty one fifty three. And for the first time
0: in a hundred and seventy-four years, the Avanton Others have won the Stanley Cup. And no one's gonna care anymore about Peter Cheer Rally. I do have a large There's sort a of spin zone stroke. Hey, it could be worse for Oilers fans. And for all fans of American sports or North North American sports, and we've mentioned this before. If this was a football team, a soccer team in England, there wouldn't even be a team in Edmonton anymore. They would have been disbanded and moved years ago. You're very lucky, hockey fans, that you can fuck up as many times as you like and you can be rewarded for it. Because at some point, at some point, as we've just said, a competent person, or in Edmonton's case, maybe one of those ducks filled with water that just bobs its head, will take over as GM. And they will do an okay job. They don't even have to do a great job. They'll just be okay. And things will seem alright. Because if this was footy, you'd be in Division 3 by now, or League 2. Maybe looking at having to turn your team semi-pro. You might lose your ground. You might have to sell all your best players. These are things that happen in football, folks. And there are teams that disappeared out of the Premier League. And they've never, ever, ever come back. And some of them have nearly disappeared from existence, which is how bad it's got when they've been mismanaged. So, at least you still have a team, as bad as that team is. For for any
1: Edmonton Edmonton fans out there uh, who aren't avid soccer fans for the last 20 years or so... um, if you want to be cheered up I'd I, on that note Dan, I'd I'd investigate uh, the plight of Leeds United. Exactly. As a fantastic example of just how bad things can be from and an incredible
0: incredible high point to an unbelievable <laughs> low point. There are a few teams aren't there who've done that kind of thing.
1: Look at Nottingham Forest. Over, oh oh I was going to say over the years and like before my time. Oh, God filler. Like, yeah, I don't I don't feel like Villa were never that high, were they? They won the European Cup well. Did you know that? Overrated, mate. Overrated. <laughs> As an Arsenal fan, I can gladly That's say that point. the European Cup is overrated. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. <sighs> but um, Leeds
0: Leeds went from didn't they in ten Blackburn. years, something like yeah, Black oh my god, yeah, Blackburn. Leeds went in ten yeah. years from being in the Champions League semi final and nearly winning the Premier League to being in the third tier of English football. And nearly lost everything. They lost. They nearly lost their ground. They're just the whole. Their whole existence as a team was nearly gone. Just disappeared into so,
1: the courts. So it's like if if the Oilers had gone from as they did two thousand six Stanley Cup final, to now being in the East Coast League because yeah of that yeah be bad.
0: they had to disband they had to disband the whole team and they've had to rebrand it and start again somehow in another league and they somehow got to work their way up back to being an NHL franchise. Crazy, crazy. But that's a new, yeah. Yeah that's the only spin zone I've got. At least you've got leads. You, at least you're not Leeds. <laughs> at least you're not
1: Leeds. Oh dear. Oh mate. Alright. Poor Leeds fans. I know a Leeds fan, you
0: know. I, I know one of my great friends is a Leeds fan. Danny Danny Barron, Swede. Shout out to Swede. Poor uh, poor guys. Alright. There's a few things now we can talk about. Not as interesting as that, of course, because that was just the best thing ever.
1: How's that? We we we've had the we've had the interesting part of the dinner, now we're on to we've got the peas or whatever.
0: Yeah. I wanna quickly mention the all-star game because I'll mention my little point first and then you can you can say what you wanted to say about something you've measured me yesterday. Oh yeah. Brianna Decker unofficially wins the skills competition and doesn't get any money for it. I feel like the NHL was so close so close, but failed again when Gary Bettman says, the All-Star game is all about inclusion. And I agree with him, but apparently it's not about winning or letting women win, which is very silly. And credit to CCM for stepping up and deciding to give Brianna Decker her money.
1: Because, So go on. I was just going to say, I haven't got all of the the sort of finer details about this have, have the league said why they've given the money to Leon Dreisaitl who came second
0: because Is she just because, because she wasn't she wa because Brianna Decker wasn't officially in the competition she had her go almost as a kind of ah go on love have a try if you want like that
1: have a little go go on
0: you have a go <sighs> bloody hell and then all the older guys like... like shake their heads <laughs> think she can do better oh my god and nah uh, yeah and then she beat and then she beat everyone
1: that, that's the thing like i the, the other side of it i haven't been able to find video of her doing it anywhere really Which i think is a bit yeah I've, I've like i've i've looked for it and i've not been able to find it anywhere i don't know if i'm just being particularly thick but it's not in, in this I... day and age i i feel like anything like that at a sporting event is is recorded? Brianna Decker. Yeah, I should be able to find it relatively easily. If it's the biggest thing that's happened to Brianna Decker in the last twenty four hours, and yeah, I've not been able to find any video of it, which is just a bit. I don't. To an extent, it adds another layer of disrespect. I think.
0: Yeah, I didn't look for a video of it because I just assumed because I read ten bloody reports on it. So I just assumed it was out there, and I'm, well, I'm not gonna. I've, I've already read it ten times. I don't need to watch it, do I? Because this is what's happened.
1: I just wanted to see it because I, I sat through Eric Carlson failing miserably at it. <laughs> uh, it's like fair That's... enough. One of, like the best defenseman of his generation, who's you know can float tape to tape, thirty foot in the air passes from his own bloody red line. Um, if he's struggling at it, I sure as hell want to watch Brianna Decker smash it. Yeah, um, and yeah, wasn't wasn't around anywhere, which uh, despite there being very obvious footage of the whole event on YouTube, bizarre. But um, I don't because like I, I told Grace about it earlier, and her first question was why. I was like, yeah, I don't even know why. Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, what reasoning? What, how much spin of the league put on it? And apparently, none. <laughs>
0: Well, that—that was what I would—I would. She's not officially in the competition. It was an unofficial. It was so unofficial. They timed her, which is bizarre as well.
1: <laughs> and and then went back and reviewed her time. <laughs>
0: that's how unofficial. It was. Oh, mate! Like, you know, you know, there's some fucking, fucking jiggery pokery there, don't you? Where they were trying to just shave times off dry saddles or put an extra second or two on Decker's time, but they just couldn't make it work without it being too egregious <laughs>
1: and too obvious. They started timing her from when she started lacing her skates up. Which so she woke still did it quicker.
0: Oh, it's uh, 7 hours 23 minutes, apparently. Oh, sorry. Too just slow.
1: Sorry, yeah. oh, inferior gender. Sorry about that, love. Some things you just can't teach, such as uh, Y chromosome. It's so it's weird fl- that they don't...
0: Oh, why would you I'd let like, them compete in these events and not include them, like the the fastest skater event? Why would you? I just and then to not in, just. Uh,
1: Jesus Christ! The stupid thing for me. Surely someone in the NHL PR team, which I'd imagine has got to be a fairly elite group because you need to spin quite a lot of shit that this league spews out I, I hope that there's somebody there who's gone bald from tearing their hair out saying why not just give her the fucking $25,000 and not look like the most misogynistic blind piece of shit league in all of sports around the world like what what is the What are the NHL gaining from giving Leon Draisaitl 25 grand that he's going to wipe his ass with and then feed to his dog? Like, what is the point?
0: As I already mentioned, the highest paid fucking baby in the NHL.
1: <laughs> and like, no, no offence to Leon Draisaitl, Like, no, no offence at all. Though he probably could have maybe said, I'm going to give it to Brianna Decker because she earned it. But that's neither here nor there. You fucking prick. Um,.
0: Here's the thing is, not- they could have even, even come out afterwards and made it better. They could have even come out and said, we've decided. And everyone would have known, everyone would have known, they've only done it for this reason, for PR, for blah, blah, blah. But as we've said, as we said earlier, we live in a, a soundbite market and a PR driven fucking spin zone era now. And they could have come out and said, Brianna Decker won the skills competition. We timed her. Clearly she had the fastest time. CCM have decided to give her the winnings from their from their money. That's great. So we're gonna give our we, we're gonna give the twenty five thousand we would have given to Brianna Decker to a charity of her choosing. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? But nope. Just well actually we're gonna review the film. Because if she's slower, we wanna find out. You fucking idiots. <laughs> you
1: fucking idiots. I, I hate to bug you off, Dan, but have you not heard? Oh no, what? The the league have come out and said, uh, I, I don't know what the what the line is, but basically, for the four women who competed, they're giving twenty five grand each to a charity of their choosing. No way. <laughs> Bet, which is would be all all well and good, but bearing in mind these are professional hockey players that they've, um, for all intents and purposes, hired for their event, the NHL's event. And as far as I'm aware, that 25000 American dollars is more than each of their salaries in their respective professional leagues. Yeah. So it's like... So what we want you to do is... You are a professional. One of the best in the world at what you do. We want you to do it for free, but it's okay because we're going to give your money to somebody else. And it's just...
0: Do you know what it is as well? Not, uh, at no point, at, at, at no point did somebody say, if we have the women there, what are we going to do if one of them wins? Did nobody say that? Because that's the. Are they so stupid? Do they think that women hockey players are so inferior that there's no possible way that a woman could hold a stick and hit a piece of vulcanised rubber? It's impossible. It's mystical to the women. How could they possibly do it? Did nobody say, what are we going to do if one of them wins? What do we do?
1: <laughs> this is this is the thing, like, I can understand the Neanderthalic thoughts of, like, right, there are physical differences, which, you know, you, you, you can't die. Maybe, you know, the fastest skater, maybe Kendall Coyne wasn't going to beat Conor McDavid, you know, if there was some sort of weightlifting or punch bag punching thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. you'd be less likely to win. But accuracy passing, like, accuracy shooting... <laughs> Like you don't you don't have to have you don't have to have play testosterone to have soft hands. <laughs> like You may as well be drawing <laughs> or painting. <Right? laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the same difference. It's skill, it's finesse, it's accuracy, like this is not a thing that your gender predetermines your ability at. I know, like mate. <sighs>
0: Up next in the All-Star game, it's a Scrabble competition. Of course, now the women can't compete at this event because they're not as clever as men. Anyway, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Their vocabulary is is naturally limited by their Keller. Here's Clayton Keller with his first word. Oh, he's put cat. Unofficially before, one of the women put orgasmic
1: for 97 points on a triple word. Like, fucking hell. You fucking idiot. (laughs) Unfortunately, being not a part of the main competition, it does not account for true scores. Like I just can't believe is. that nobody said what if they win.
0: I can't believe nobody said that. At some the, point on that chain of command,
1: the bad part is someone must have, and you can only imagine that the reaction was scoffing, <laughs> laughed at, yeah, just belly laughs.
0: <laughs> Winning accuracy, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What next? Let's have the men doing a dishwashing competition. <laughs> like that. That's all it was. It was just that. I've not mentioned it for a while. It was all the goat heads. No, you know, it was,
1: Will. That's what it was. NHL might just, might as well just like, make, like, yeah, lean into it, make this week a lot worse, and just be like, yeah, we don't want minorities in our league. Um, we want the concussions to carry on because it's more entertaining. And uh, we're replacing Gary Bettman. With uh, Chris Brown and uh, (laughs) Bobby Hull
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh dear me fucking like this fucking league like
1: they're so (sighs) in in the all-star game of all places like it's it's the
0: skills competition that's the one bit everybody watches everybody watches the skills competition because that's the funny that's the best bit that's the fun bit it's all different things. It's 20 minutes each. You can sit down and fucking have a drink, watch the skills, pause it, go away, come back. Oh, now they're doing speed. Cool. Oh, now they're doing accuracy. Oh, cool.
1: Like they're doing speed. Oh. <laughs> Johnny Couture is racking off a massive line. <laughs> 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 yeah
0: look Yuri Later wins it every year
1: doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> talking about bringing the specialist in <laughs> allegedly that, they got a ringer I they got a ringer apparently from Finland I <laughs> think the worst the worst part of it is the fact that it was the skills competition because as a lot of people have said the skills competition isn't for you and me it's not for you know Johnny Isles fan, who's been an Isles fan for sixty-five years, and he, you know, he's been at Nassau ever since he was a little boy, and now he's got seventeen grandkids. It's for the kids, yeah, it is. It's for the All Star <laughs> Weekend.
0: is for the kids.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen the photo of of a of a teenage girl watching um, Kendall Coyne's going yeah, through the like just the fastest. Like, time. She's, she's just, just looking at her, like, holy shit, yeah. And what what the NHL is doing is under the guise of arguably more children than they get for throughout the season under the eyes of them um, women don't matter (laughs) like yeah it doesn't matter how good you are because you're a woman you are automatically not as good as a man even if if he performs worse than you and it's just
0: I just feel it in the arena in the arena they must have shown Brianna Decker's time on the scoreboard thing they must have done so then she does that and Young girls are watching that and like, holy shit, she won. And here's your winner, Leon Dreisidle. And the girls are like, hang on what? (laughs) I don't understand. That doesn't make sense. So then they'll go digging and find out, well, unofficial. Like, fuck off. God damn it. Alright. Do you wanna mention your little do you wanna mention your little question?
1: Don't fucking care anymore. i on the Kabaddi uh, on the old DVR. I'm going to go watch that. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this yesterday, Dan. I was thinking about the NHL. As I do most days, you'll yep. be surprised to hear. No way. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the NHL, their playoff format is currently set up. So, uh, the first round and the second round invariably is very division rivalry heavy. And the idea behind that is to create divisional rivalries, funnily enough. Yep. Um to have a good rivalry, Dan I'm sure you'll agree that you need a bit of hatred, as you mm-hmm. so often proclaim. hmm I was thinking about the um the All-Star game format. Not the skills competition, but the the game itself where now it's not just East versus West, it is division versus division versus division. Thereby, creating teammates out of star players, you know whether whether certain people turn up or not. Sydney, Alex, um, mm-hmm. still you know some of the best players, the, the the leaders, the leaders, whether they were an A or a C or you know arguably the skilled leaders of these teams. You're making them teammates for a weekend. The big celebration in the NHL and you're bringing them together as comrades, as peers, as teammates, as brothers, however you want to put it. How in the fucking hell do you hope to create a true rivalry between any of these teams if you've got the best players glad-handing once a year, if not more, and you're promoting that glad-handing? Like For me, if you're going to have a true rivalry, you want the best players to hate each other. It doesn't matter if you know, Ross Johnston hates Eric Carlson. Who gives a fuck about Ross Johnston? Like, you, know, you want the best players who are out there playing the most minutes to have hatred for the other team if you've got a true rivalry. And yeah, the the point stands. You're contradicting your own ideas and I think you're actively working against yourself to diminish that. Yeah, it's it's... It's taking that mysterious demonising element out of them and meeting someone, Oh actually, you know Gabe Landerscog is actually quite a nice guy, I, I quite like him. You know, it says Pecquerine or whatever, like, oh he's not actually that bad a guy. And that's just gonna it's changed your viewpoint. Whereas if all thirty one teams just kept in their own little bubbles and never intermingled unless they were playing hockey against each other, you'd have insane amounts more of, of animosity between teams. I just thought it's another example of the NHL being fucking useless at its own job.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can still have rivalries in this situation.
1: Mate, come on, this is Mr. Intangibles all over. You can't go against me now.
0: It's very simple, Will. It's that men are dumb. Really, really, really dumb. Yeah. And if you've got ten men in a room and you put five of them in green t-shirts... And five of them in red t shirts, eventually they will grow to separate and dislike each other. And if you then separate them completely and then put a different five in blue t shirts and a different four in orange t shirts, even though there was hatred maybe 10 minutes ago, there'll be new hatred now. In the same way that come playoff time, players who played together at the All Star game, because they're now wearing and I believe this different colors will now not like each other anymore because this was shown in the, when the, uh, the penguins played the Blackhawks in the winter classic. And I think it was this the year after Taves and Crosby had won the gold medal and something happened. Taves believed that Crosby dived and was on the ice saying, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's fucking ridiculous. Because they had different jerseys on, and I think it's as simple as that. Because it happens in football all the time. England players get England players get together and play for England, and two weeks later it could be Manu versus Arsenal, and they're right back to hating each other because now they've got different jerseys on. And that's why I think because men are stupid. How about
1: that? Yeah, but I, I don't like that, Dan, because it goes against what I think. <laughs>
0: Well, fortunately, I have a point, and I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for that. Well, I do.
1: I do apologize for. having <laughs> yeah, I don't, some I don't point really there. like you. Uh, I don't really like you making sense. It's yeah. I think it's it's one thing for that to be true and accurate, and I think you are absolutely right there. It's but you just can prove funny anything with facts. Ah, <laughs> <I, I> absolutely. <laughs> Coming out with your sensible points. Yeah, I do just think it's funny that like, on paper, the NHL are almost working against their their whole shtick the playoffs do you not I think I agree
0: no I agree I agree but I think I it's think like if down, they'd, they'd had
1: before if they had before every round of the playoffs they have like a, like a mixer get everyone round together for a barbecue
0: <laughs> on the <laughs> two some,
1: teams playing in each series <laughs> yeah throw some
0: car keys in a bowl that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I don't know we we'll to see how nice goes but yeah, of course it's family friendly
0: interestingly you mentioned this before the PHWA Awards, mid-season awards, sorry, were announced to great fanfare and not any fanfare at all. But I wanted to quickly mention the GM of the Year Award. And I, oh, can't, believe, I can't believe I'm going to say this. They had the top three as Brad Treliving, Doug Wilson and Lou Lamorello. And I said to you immediately, <clears throat> I said, who would you have had? And would you like to explain your argument? Just quickly, if you can remember what that was now.
1: Uh, gladly, gladly, my argument was uh, Doug Wilson should win it far and away, um, largely because he hasn't made any mistakes this year, mm-hmm. and also the fact that he fleeced the same team twice. He's just made <laughs> the, the trades he's made has been have been borderline flawless, and and even outside of those trades, he hasn't made anything any bad trades or any bad signings, such as maybe I don't know. A player who's got like seven points this year or however many he has so far in James Neal.
0: Yeah, the Brad for Living one is very odd. I do find that slightly bizarre.
1: But it mean, was my it um, is my Okay Lyceland Holmes having a good year, but you had to give up Dougie Hamilton for him, like.
0: But it has but that has worked, to be fair.
1: Yeah, good. I mean, Calgary
0: are, Calgary are for sure one of the top 2 or 3 teams in the west consistently at the moment and that that is a big trade you don't get many trades where there's multiple very good pieces moving at the same time it's usually as you saw with the Carlson trade it's usually some a lot of picks and a bunch of stuff and you hope some of the stuff works out whereas this was five players moving between teams and they were all known players who were thought of to be something and so i can see that my my Point yeah, James Neal, Christ, as I keep saying, can you imagine how good Calgary would be if James Neal was actually good? They would be terrifying. They'd be the, well, they'd the be same. the temper of the of
1: the West. And it's it's GM of the year. So you can only look at the stuff he's done in the last twelve months. Fair point. You're, you're really looking at the Hamilton trade and the James Neal signing, and for me, that cancels each other out. Really,
0: <laughs> my argument against Doug Wilson in your point was that, yes, he's fleeced the same team twice, but look at that team. And I made the point that it's like stealing ice cream off a five-year-old. Well, well done. May have got loads of ice cream, but so what? You stole it off a five-year-old.
1: Big deal. Still, what's, what's the, how's the old saying go? Uh, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fool me three times. Clearly, I work for the Sens. <laughs> My name is Peter Tierney. Um, yeah. And and even you know, your stealing ice cream off a five-year-old analogy doesn't work because Pierre Dorian isn't a five-year-old. He is one of the thirty-one smartest talking men in the world, allegedly.
0: I, I refuse to believe that Pierre Dorian doesn't maybe have the sense of a five-year-old. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Let's not go
1: on to that actually, because I don't. Well, like me. if you if he was on trial for murder, he could get away with like a psychiatric test proving he has the. Uh, five year old
0: yes maybe which brings us to Lou and here was where, here was where my alter ego Mr intangibles raised its ugly head because I made the point to you that he's gone in there in the islanders and changed the culture of that team and I believe without without hearing you you may be scoffed at this point I made over the over
1: WhatsApp. Dan, what's the um, what's the title of this, quote unquote award,
0: GM of the year?
1: So that's not witch doctor of the year, is it? <laughs> witch doctor of the year. It's not bloody um, life coach of the year, is it? Changing the fucking culture. What did what did you say a minute ago? You can prove a lot of things with facts. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm going to prove and, this and with the, facts. And, and the fact, no, the facts are the the trades and the hard evidence are the trades and the signings.
0: Is not the hard evidence that regardless of who you've signed or traded, if your team is top of your division, you're the best team in that division. No, is that, that, is no, that we, not the only stat that matters? That's not the only stat that matters. That's it. And I just want to—I've got a little lace, a little lace in the hole here, if you will. Anders Lee was interviewed after the Blackhawks Black game and was asked about Lou's rules because people were saying, what's he done in there to get this team who we all thought were going to be absolute dire? And for all the so-called... We're lucky. Me and you are lucky. We don't have to we don't hang our reputations on fucking anything. We're just two goons in England talking about <laughs> hockey. We're lucky. But every single goddamn... And I'm doing the annoying pain-in-the-arse ass finger quotes thing here expert you can uh, and any expert who is an old guy an old hockey guy or a fucking stats guy or an analytics person or whatever said that the Islanders were going to be shit and they were going to be terrible and they're not they're really really good and playing really really good and Anders Lee was interviewed and said about lose rules we needed it if you understand what I'm saying the rules were easy to follow because they're perfect timing for us meaning that fucking place was an absolute shambles. Lou's come in and said, Here are the rules, stick to these rules. Off you go.
1: That's all you need. Mate, give a give a fuck what Anders Lee says, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh great. Oh great, you know, Lou Lou came in and told us to go to bed. Like oh GM of the year.
0: Yeah but if you go if you go from three seasons
1: you're going to be one of the worst five teams in the
0: league to now being one of the best teams in the league what well, surely that makes surely that makes the point that the GM should go in and be able to change something around it doesn't have to just be trades GM doesn't mean he just does trades and signings can be other things as well and i believe now as mr grit mr Mate. mr he's a good guy in the room <laughs> You put rules into a place where there's chaos, and you can band together behind those rules, and you can form a team and form a unit, and then there you go.
1: I, I want to vote David Poyle as GM of the year because every year he has the entire team around his ass for a summer barbecue. Out of here. like no, GM of the year is based on what you've done for the roster, and I'm going to sound like um, I'm going to sound like an absolute. Insane person here, and I—I I even admit that yeah, you know, I feel like I'm—I'm I'm a bit losing my mind here. Yeah, but I'd argue like... that the Dougie Armstrong is a better candidate for GM of the Year than uh, than Lou. <laughs>
0: you fucking lost your fucking mind.
1: I in a <laughs> no. mental i pre- I've put you in a mental pretzel, and now you're just <laughs> spurting out fucking yeah. names, aren't you? <laughs> nah, Dougie Armstrong made better moves, better signings than Lou did. Maybe he did, but what have they done? What have they done? Nothing. I don't care, mate. I don't care. What? <laughs> Luke and says, right, shave your moustache, cut your hair. Now we're a first-place team. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. I'm not having it. How can, how can the GM
0: of a team who are predicted to be bottom five and who are currently overall in the entire league, maybe top five or bloody close to it, not be in one of the top... Sort of contentions for GM of the year. Who cares what he does? Who cares? Whatever he's doing is working. It's an X factor. It's an intangible. Sorry. It's an intangible. No. <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> the the reason I did so well is because Robin Leonard's having a really good season, and the rest of the team are also banded about. Lou Lamorello, in his tenure as his short tenure as Isles manager, aside from you know getting his bloody clippers out and telling people to go to bed. He has signed Leo Komarov yeah. to a multi-year free agent deal. He signed Val Philpula to yeah. a multi-year free agent deal. Signed Ross Johnston to a three-year deal. Love it. Um, he signed uh, oh, what was his name? Jan Kovar out of the NA, out of the KHL who since has been put on unconditional waivers and had his contract terminated. Great move. He has... <laughs> Um, I feel like there's something else that uh, that I was gonna I was gonna say but the big one he's let their star player in John Tavares he was unable to re-sign him and keep him in the job keep him at the team like that Come on, a you're just serious. Your f- you're a your co- fucking coffee. revisionist
0: revisionist history. There was no fucking way Tavares was ever staying with the Islanders. There was no, oh,
1: no way. No, it's not right, 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 revisionist history because it happened. Lou came in and then he couldn't keep Tavares. Like, as much he was as that been... he was never staying. John Tavares'
0: dad it's... could have been the Islanders GM. He wasn't staying with the fucking <laughs> Islanders.
1: <laughs> there's still there's still a black mark on Lou's even even without that, like that is still a black mark on his on his resume, but the rest of it's fucking shit as well. Like the the moves that Lou actively made to improve his team have had no, the only one that's had any bearing on their success is bringing in Robin Leonard. And like I'll give you that, but similarly as we were talking about um Bradshaw Living with with Calgary, you know, you've done one good one good uh, one good trade getting in a nice little home and Noah Hannafin's been fine. But James Neal being shit is still shit. You've got yeah. one decent move in bringing in Robin Lehner, and you've got an absolute bundle of crap moves on the other end that have not helped your team in the slightest.
0: Look what happened. Robin Lehner, loads of struggles in Buffalo, not playing well. Has a beard. Goes to New York. Hasn't got a beard. Suddenly, he's playing amazing. Coincidence,
1: Will? I I feel like that's extremely disrespectful to the well documented struggles that Robin Leonard has been through for the last however many years. I'm just Um, saying,
0: he goes there to Lou, shaves his beard, fresh faced young man now, playing amazingly in goal. That's what Lou brings. He brings
1: structure. He brings structure. You've absolutely lost it. I've lost it. Doug Armstrong. <laughs> you out of your goddamn mind. Mate, I'm, t- I'm telling you, yeah. Wilson number one, Jason Bottero number two, and just as a big twos up to you, Doug Armstrong number three. Those are my three GMs of the year. <laughs> Here's
0: why I thought you should have been GM of the year. Joking aside, joking aside, there was no love for Mark Bergevin. And I know, I know somebody, I know somebody put this in an article. I want to say it was Eric, oh, what's his fucking name? Uh, the Just the Sportsnet. Oh.
1: Engels? Eric Engels.
0: Engels, yeah. Yeah, Eric Engels. Eric Engels. did it. But I you can check my tweet. I sent that tweet out before he put that article out. Because I'm not taking no I'm not taking any fucking no credit for this. I'm taking credit for this take. <laughs>
1: not taking any
0: any no f- credit. Yeah, I can't forget the place to say. Because as a fucking Boston Bruins fan, the first thing I thought was, huh, there's no love for Bergerman on there. That's really odd. And again, another team predicted to be terrible. And he made some good trades. And we, I'm pretty sure we took the piss out of those trades. But Max Domi, Thomas Tatar, played very well. Drafted Kotkaniemi, he's playing well. And he's got 10 picks this year to keep rebuilding that team. I, I'd say he's done a, that's a, a damn near perfect job as a GM to trade in players to get and to get rid of a player who didn't want to be there and to get at least a player well, I'm not sure Nick Suzuki's going to do, but to get Thomas Tatar back, who had died a death in Vegas, and a pick to make another deal to get a player out he didn't want, gets Max Domi in playing well. I don't know. He's he's doing a good job as a GM. He really is, and I'm surprised he's not there. I really am.
1: Plus, he's proper tonk now as well.
0: That's a thing as well. Like no one. Like, are you going to tell him he's not won it? I wouldn't dare. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. You haven't won. I just skin turns green.
1: It's um it's funny how um you forget about players depending on where they're playing, isn't it? Like I forgot Max Pacioretty like, I haven't thought about Max Pacioretty since that trade. <laughs> yeah. I know. I haven't thought about him for a second. Absolute second. Same with Alex young And like to the lesser extent Eric Carlson, like you just you just forget about players as soon as they're not in big big market sort of thing.
0: Yeah not 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 attached right. to a certain market anymore. You just yeah, you do forget. Don't Don't think, do
1: think he was he was overlooked a bit? Um, yeah. But then I wonder if that comes back to like reputation, like because he's been quite bad, bad. For, yeah, for a, for a number of years before that. So it's hard to look at his and and those trades to an extent were like swinging for the moon. Granted, they've worked out, but I don't know. It depends. On, it's a stupid award to begin with, but it depends what you want out of the award. Do you want? Like say the Doug Wilson trade for for Mike Hoffman, where he gave up nothing and then got loads when he flipped him. That yeah. to me is, you know, undoubtedly fantastic GMing. Gualchenia for Max Pacioretty, uh, sorry uh, Max Domi. It's worked out really well, but it wasn't necessarily a great trade at the time.
0: It's more luck than judgment.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then then that's where you you don't know. You don't know. like Obviously, Bergevin believed in Domi and it's, it's worked out really well for him because he's playing really well. But, yeah, how much of that is luck and how much is that Bergevin's blind faith?
0: Yeah. Just quickly, I'm not going to get into a big discussion about this, but if you had to do a... Have you thought about if you did a mid-season heart top three, who would you go with?
1: I the thing with that... I think, to, unless, unless you're a professional, I don't know if you agree with me on this at all, Dan, but, like, Come on. I, I watch as much hockey as I can and I still don't watch every single team in the league. I don't watch every single game. Like, I couldn't with confidence say who I think the three best players in the league are without just reverting to, like, you know, oh, Nikita Kucherov, Connor McDavid and Mika Ranen. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't honestly say with any conviction who I definitely think the best three players are. Kudrov's gotta be in there because he's just taking a piss at the moment. Yeah. The other two, whatever.
0: Oh, I'm not even sure to be fair a lot of professionals watch every single game, do they? <laughs> You're telling me that <laughs> that's people that's who vote the thing. on heart and watching the heart every single Johnny Goodrow shift or every single John Gibson game or every single fucking this or that.
1: No they're not. No, no, absolutely. Which is why you know you have the whole PHWA voting on it, and you hope that it evens out. With you have, even though it definitely isn't, you haven't got as many people watching the Leafs as you have watching the Stars or the Coyotes or whatever. But you hope that it evens out, and the true the true winners shine through, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a farce to to sit here and say that for me, especially like, oh, I know for a fact who the best three players are. But I'll probably give it to Kutrov.
0: Last couple of little bits here.
1: Who are? Sorry, who are you going to give it to, Lula, Lula, or <laughs> I'm going to go Robin Lehner,
0: uh, Yankovar. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gutted about Yankovar. has got like I feel every year I'm let down by KHL imports. Valimtsevichov, Yankovar. Like Nikita Gusev going to come over next year and he's going to get bought out in like ten days, and I'm just going to cry. It's just not going to work. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like Radulov worked, but he had prior NHL experience. Or Timmy Panera worked, so it can right, in work
0: a big, in a big way. Yeah, I mean, uh, Koskinen. Oh, oh uh, no, okay, that's not mind.
1: I mean, it's worked for Koskinen. You can't <laughs> <get> him there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's one player for sure who's benefited out of Koskinen being here. It's Koskinen. <laughs>
1: Excellent point, <sighs> mate. Would he? Would he even get four and a half million in the KHL? That's the question. That is a question.
0: I I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Did you see the Pierre-Edouard Belmer biting PK Subban situation?
1: <laughs> and then the couple <laughs> of bits that came out after it, which were amazing. It was one of those ones where I noticed like, an article about it on The Athletic. I thought, God, mate, it's been so busy this week with Chia that I've missed it. And no, it happened like six hours before I read the article. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Mate... I, I don't know if he bit him. I don't know if he bit him, but, like, I, I love PK. I love PK, but the video doesn't look good for him. No, it doesn't. It's not. <laughs> it, the way that he comes out, like, ah, oh, my God, he's just bit my finger off. Like, it's it just looks so hammed up. Like, yeah, yeah, it does. I, I, do, I do sort of lean towards Bellwell having bit him. But... Well, yeah, I don't know. PK hasn't given himself any done himself any favors.
0: Belmar said that during the during the like the little scrum like that happened, that PK put his hand in his mouth and then took it out quickly. And said, "So yeah, what do you expect? My teeth are in my mouth. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do?" <laughs> Thanks, like, Pierre.
1: <laughs> and then did you see they put they put a billboard up in Vegas. Oh God, like, I forget what it says. Yes, the, soup, like, the, the, the next quote. day. Said, oh, my
0: God, he bit me. It really hurt. He bit me.
1: (laughs) It's brilliant. Vegas keeps being Vegas. It makes me happy. And, and like, again, for Piquen, like, when he's just, like, badgering on the referee, like, the the biting equivalent of holding the card up in football. Like, just, what are you going to do? He bit me, he bit me, he bit me. What are you going to do? And then, like, this is another failing of the digital age. I I know Ree- I know Reeves tried to fight him. Yeah. But I couldn't find sufficient video of, of Reeves trying to fight him. Like the description in the article was much better than any video I saw of it. Which was the damn Yeah, shame. the video
0: was just essentially Reeves shouting at PK and PK just basically skating away. I like, mean, whatever.
1: But I just Whereas I in- love the idea of like Ryan Reeves skating over like Right, I've had enough of you bitching in the motor, I'm gonna beat you up now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Essentially from the description, Ryan Reeves took off all his clothes and stood there, grabbed the sword Cut himself across the chest and roared at PK and PK ran away <laughs> crying. I tell you made it sound, and it was just not so, that at all. Yeah, it was nowhere near that good. Another incident, Ryan Johansson tries to kill Mark Shifley, he tried to gudus him.
1: Thoughts so on this? I, it's it looks hard. fucking horrific. It looks it, it fucking looks, horrific. It looks awful, but I dunno, if it's just my, my naivety, but like I can't believe that he really meant to do that. Surely, like, I, I get the idea of being responsible for your stick on the ice no matter what the situation is, but like, surely he wasn't trying to decapitate
0: him. him. The problem is, we said this before, is that you're carrying a weapon around with you all the time. So if you lash out, you tend to lash out with that weapon. So, see, <laughs> we see mean? Phil
1: Kessel versus John Scott.
0: <laughs> exactly. So when Ryan Johansson comes down and tries to fucking Highland the Mark Shifley. Because there can be only one. <laughs> it looks terrible. And it looks even worse on um, on like in GIF form. When you watched it in the game, you could like, oh yeah, that looks bad. But then when you go back and watch slow motion, you're like, oh, oh that's really, really bad. And apparently, Look, uh, attempted decapitation, two games. Two game suspension
1: for Ranger Hansen. That's that's the thing, I wanna give him the benefit of the doubt and just think that he was just being careless. Like yeah. Because oh. I think if you're going to do something deliberately, you're not going to be that blatant about it, are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the genius, though, isn't it? It's so blatant, everyone goes, nah. Because if he was going to do it, he wouldn't do that, would you? he do something a bit more sneaky.
1: <laughs> nope. Like, it's, it's so bait that it's not bait.
0: <laughs> yeah. Last thing I want to mention before we go on to Man vs. Coin flip. Did you watch, this isn't hockey, but I just, I had to mention it because it, it kind of blew up on my Twitter timeline a little bit, and I wanted to mention it. Too. Did you watch the Fire Festival documentary oh, on Netflix?
1: No, we're we're gonna watch it this week. Oh, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> is it really good? Un- I'm <laughs> so buzzing for it.
0: I won't spoil it for you, or if, <clears throat> but if no one's if no one's watched it yet, you've got to watch it. Basically, Jar Rule and this absolute shyster from from America set up a an app. the The app idea is very clever. The app's called Fire. And the idea behind it is, is that you can go on the app and you can essentially, like an Uber, book a musical artist. So you can go on, you can click on an artist's name, for example, Joe ja Rule, and it will say his price is, say, $5,000 an hour. These are the dates he available. If you want to book him, just click on the app. You click on the app. That date's booked. You then got to send over the money and everything before you know the person turns up. And that's it. Done. Very simple. There's no need to go through booking entries and all that kind of thing. Which I thought was a very clever idea. So they had the idea. What we'll do is to launch this app, we'll have a festival on an island that was once owned by Pablo Escobar.
1: <laughs>
0: From there, Will. Absolute chaos and hilarity ensues, and it got a lot of press last year because it was essentially a bunch of millennials and Instagrammers and people looking for clout on the internet, saying, "Yeah, we're going to Firefest. Woo, so bitches, see you later." And then they get there, and it's a bunch of old FEMA tents and cheese toasties. <laughs> it was essentially no music, no nothing, and it was an absolute disaster—a disaster. Do you know I'm what? I'm so Stop
1: excited it. for
0: it. Yeah, if you're watching it, we will discuss it. We've got to discuss it because it was wild. If you've not seen it, you must, if you can hear my voice, you must watch this documentary because it's absolutely insane. And, and just the brazenness of the people involved to just try and bullshit and scam their way out of this whole situation is ridiculous.
1: Now, if it's not too much of a, of a spoiler, I was trying to remember earlier when I was talking to Grace about it, was it, was it a scam or was it just really poorly organized? It
0: was poorly organized. Yeah, it was poorly I, I, organized. I had a
1: feeling it was that way.
0: It was poorly organized to the point that it became a scam in the end. They got yeah. to the point where it was so bad that you just said, you know what, fuck it, we can't do it. But they were so far along, they felt we can't at this point. We owe so much money and all this kind of thing. We're just going to keep adding things to try and get money, even though we're never going to do those things
1: fucking <laughs> like I remember the photos of the food and it had just yeah. being in like a plastic tupperware and looking like something I took to work last week that I wasn't particularly <laughs> happy about having for my lunch.
0: Yeah, essentially you go to work and think, oh fuck, I've got to make some dinner. So you just stop off at a burger van on the way. If you've got any cheese
1: toasties, <laughs> mate,
0: you just throw some you just throw it into a plastic container for us. Yeah, alright, cheers. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, That was their food. I've brought my
1: own tupperware, can you just give me like some of shit?
0: But to give you an idea of what it was meant to be. They promised five-star food. They were they were meant to be flying in this star catering company who catered to like, the main stuff, the main events of everywhere around the world, all the big parties, everything. And they were going to have sushi and venison steaks. and No, <laughs> it was just cheese toasties. <laughs> cheese sandwiches. Fucking hell. So yeah, if you can, mate, watch it this week and we'll discuss it on the next show because it was amazing. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll try to squeeze it in. Should we um, squeeze in one last little hockey note that I've oh, yeah, just thanks. thought? I've just, I've just remembered off the off my head. Did you see Antoine Roussel's performance against the Detroit Red, Wing, Red Wings in the last week? I did not. Did you? Oh, you didn't hear about this? Oh no. Mate. Oh mate, so Antoine Roussel. He's
0: audibly, thing. audibly rubbing your hands together. <laughs> oh mate, I'm, I'm
1: so excited! This is like rubbing my hands is something I've picked up off my boss recently. Like my boss, oh, okay. like probably eccentrically rubs his hands, and I just can't stop doing it now because it's just fun to do. Um, especially when I'm excited for something. Antoine Roussel, uh, a famed left wing for the Dan of Stars, now playing for the Canucks. In the game against Detroit, he uh, had a breakaway, and um, I must be honest. Yeah, he, uh, he fluffed on it. It wasn't a particularly good attempt. Didn't okay. score, unsurprisingly. Um, skating away uh, is visibly being laughed at. Then minutes later, Rousseau scores, and he's skating past the bench, giving it all of this. Like, I, I don't know what he says, but to the effect of, fucking fuck you, how about that? You like a bit of that? And it was just, oh, it's just beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> what more no would way? you want out of life?
0: Is it on is it on highlights? Cause I'll check that out. I love that kind of thing.
1: I, I wanna say it's on it's on the sports night thing as well and I've got to see it. It's, but it's definitely on YouTube somewhere. Man v coin flip. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Call it. How am I doing?
0: You managed to you managed to stand part well. You're still only two points behind. So it's That's not right. too it's
1: bad. Going into the stretch, we've got I've got to have a big push. Um need hundred and ten percent for every man out there. Namely me. Say,
0: can you give us some hockey quotes for uh, the got to get
1: Gotta get flips in deep.
0: Um Yeah. You need a you need a two hundred like, flip game for these flips.
1: There's some company out there that's doing like hoodies and t shirts and shit that says it's gotta get pucks get pucks in deep. Um <laughs> I really wanted one, but they don't ship to the UK, so um oh, fuck God them. Damn it. Yeah, fuck those bastards.
0: All right. Let's get these games going. Heavyweight Clash,
1: Islanders Lightning. I've I've got got to go Lightning now, really, haven't I? How dare you. Yeah. Stars Wild. The Wild. They're going to bore the Stars to a (laughs) 2-1 win. Blue Jackets Blues. Blue Jackets. I still haven't quite gotten it into my head that the Blues are a bad team this year.
0: No kidding. It's got to
1: be the jackets. <laughs> really? Well, I'm surprised you say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like, they're a good go team. On. I'm saying okay. that Doug Armstrong's a good GM. Okay, okay, okay. Those, did, two not, all... those two things are not linked either. Obviously, like no, no, absolutely. Cause, oh, of course not. Yeah, of course not. I hope you haven't got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> Doug Armstrong did everything within his power to make that team a better team over the summer it's not It's not his fault it hasn't worked out like yeah but, he,
0: yeah but he failed hasn't he he's failed you know he's not done no he's not made no, he the hasn't. team that's there but he's not made the team that's there band together in one single unit under the premise of clean shaven faces so <laughs> there you go how good can it be
1: it's, it's not his fault if the players are crap when he's signed ostensibly good players like I don't, I don't I don't know one more you want to have a GM Fair
0: enough.
1: that's got to be on the coach hasn't it I don't, I don't know I don't know
0: anyway Avalanche Canucks
1: Avalanche <laughs> uh, oh you, you know you're wrong so you're just running away from it
0: <laughs> and then Maple Leafs Ducks
1: uh, it's going to be the Leafs they're going to have 75 shots on goal <laughs> and they're going to win 1-0 and the Ducks are going to have approximately 9 shots on goal <laughs> I knew you were going to say that then oh uh, dear okay everybody
0: Thank you for listening this week. We can You can get in touch with us on Twitter, as always. I am at DanStraightEdge. Uh, I'm at W... Oh,
1: you're saying. W- e- uh, I was... Come on, mate. It was a that bit was of a start, of it, wasn't it? As you can tell. Uh, at W-E-V-E-V-E-R-E-T-T on the Twitty. And it's at 2brits1puck,
0: number two, number one. Will, any last words?
1: So, you see... Doug Armstrong signed Pat Maroon <laughs> to a very, a very team friendly deal um, he gave up necessary uh, a necessary package for Ryan O'Reilly to bring in another solid centre, he got uh, Tyler Bozak who uh, could slot in at 3C nicely uh, for a very reasonable deal, he brought David Perron back after a fantastic season in Vegas and he's having a good season as well personally um, I just don't see the problem I don't see why he's getting such disrespect
0: well if you can't see the problem Will I can't tell it to you I think we'll leave it with that, see you later folks, take care
1: peace I I want you to keep recording because I want you to splice in that I don't like how you've just tried to mug me off with the last word (laughs) in such a disrespectful fashion (laughs) I don't care I've I've not stopped recording my end, put it in